Salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Kamish. So I, I want to talk about two guys, two players in the NBA that are missing from their roster. Two players that I've noticed over the last week and some change that are not visible on the stat sheet, that is not present on the bench. And these are guys that started off the season hot, started off with the potential of having successful seasons, but now you can't find them. You can't find them on the roster. You can't find them on the bench. You can't find them in an arena. And it's not going to be long before we know that these guys will have to take a sabbatical. They will have to miss time. They will have to miss valuable time due to injury or in need of rest. If you're listening to this show this evening, right before the midnight hour, you would know that the commission is fond of talking about players that decide to take some time off from basketball due to load management. (laughs) Load management. For those that don't know anything about load management, I've explained this before, but I got to believe that there's an audience out there that is listening to this for the first time and having a clue as to what load management is. So I feel like I have to explain myself in a way where people can better understand that load management by technical terms is a, an occurrence of which players are due to miss time due to fatigue. Maybe not injury. Maybe injury has something to do with it, but in most cases in large part because of fatigue. The fatigue usually stems from time of playing basketball for X amount of games of which their body cannot respond to the rigor of another basketball game in large part due to a long 82 game season. If you ask the commish, what do you think about load management? I'm going to tell you the same thing over and over. It's just a cop-out way of getting out of playing basketball and still get paid. Now, maybe they won't get paid high dollar. Maybe they won't get paid what they would normally get paid if they were to play. But it's just the argument that these guys that are young, half my age, I would think, are trying to find reason to not play basketball. And whether the legitimacy stems from the fact that they are tired, that they are injured, and that they just cannot make the game after what could have been a very strenuous game the night before or two days before, it's still the fact that these guys should be in the best shape to be able to play an extent of games. But the two players that I have in mind, the two players that you may not find on a roster or you may not find on the bench are synonymous with load management. And that's due in large part because of injury. And thus, when they are healed, when they're healthy enough to play, could still miss time due to fatigue. So it's the perfect storm if you are a player that feels as though I cannot perform. Thus, I need to sit out this game. Zion Williamson has just came back from being 
out of basketball, being out of the NBA due in large part because of injury and because he came back fresh and he came back healthy and he came back stronger and he came back leaner, played perhaps two games before, you know what, I got to miss this game because of injury. Now there's something wrong with his hip. Or so it's said. (laughs) Perhaps it's not the hip at all. Perhaps it's the fact that he is tired after just three or four games at the start of the season. That could be the case. For those that don't know who Zion Williamson is, he is a big dude. Picture the Incredible Hulk in a Pelicans jersey. Picture this man, 6'5", 6'6", 285 alleged pounds of pure muscle and high level of talent running up and down the court, doing what's necessary to get his team to win, making these fancy dunks, getting key rebounds and blocks. This is Zion Williamson, young guy. He he can't be no more than 24 years of age. And I'd be lying if I said that he was anything older than that. But the point I'm making about Zion Williamson is you just came off of a year of which you were injured. And you've had time to heal. And now you get back out there leaner, more muscular, dare I say even more faster than where you were before, and you're still hurt. This is a situation that the Pelicans probably weighed on for the longest time before they decide to sign this guy to an extension. Now, I don't know why there are some teams, organizations, that feel as though they need to re-sign players that are young, that I guess feel as though have the potential of being successful on that team. But you know what? If these guys stay hurt, if these guys are always injured, do you think they're going to get better with time? I've heard a gazillion times how NFL players regress from one year to the next, due in large part because of injury, because of the fatigue that they take on with every blow that they are experienced with, with every week in practice or on the field come game day. This is a situation for the NFL where guys don't progress. They they don't recuperate as fast because of the sport itself is so damaging. It's so physical. It's so abusive. And you look at the NBA, you look at these players like a Zion Williamson, and you got to wonder, can his body sustain that much abuse in the course of five seasons, in the course of maybe eight seasons? I'm saying five because he's always been, he's already been in the league for about three seasons, maybe even his fourth season. And yet we're at the point now where we don't even know if this guy can make it through a full season of basketball. So now low management is his friend. We got to try to find a way to rest this man so that he is available come clutch games if we're trying to make the playoffs. I remember one commentator said recently that a person like Zion is highly talented and has the potential of being a superstar. However, he's going to need time off from the NBA to heal himself, to rest, to be able to be effective when necessary. That's amazing. So you get into the NBA and now we have a contract set for you for over $100 million plus 
However, there are stipulations in the contract that says well, he can only play two-thirds of the season. What? So what would be the point of you playing in the NBA if you can only give somebody two-thirds of yourself? If it came down to going to the playoffs, if it came down to a, a significant game that will get you somewhere that much closer in the ranking to home court advantage, and you don't have your key man, your top dollar man, they're available to play basketball, how effective could he be for the team and how effective could the team be for each other to move on? The Pelicans right now are hot. They've won, I believe, the majority of their games. They might have just lost one game to this point. And so a lot is riding on the youth that make up this Pelicans team to, of course, be able to play and compete game after game, night after night. But they need Zion. They cannot go to the playoffs. They cannot have a successful season if they don't have Zion there to help out with them. Now, yes, they made the playoffs without them last year. I understand that. But we're not just trying to make the playoffs. There, there are some teams that are content with just making the playoffs. But for the Pelicans to just make the playoffs and not go any further... It's counterproductive. You want to get there to move on, to move forward with a chance to go to the finals. But you can't go to the finals if you don't have Zion. So what is going to make of this Pelicans team, knowing that you have your best hitter, your heavy hitter, you have your best player, the best player that could be within that age range that can't play basketball. Zion Williamson cannot play basketball because he's always getting hurt. Now, maybe it's not all his fault. The point I'm making here is he's too big for the NBA. Too big for the NBA. Now, we've seen the likes of Wilt Chamberlain in his heyday. We might have seen the the looks of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in his heyday. We might have seen the looks of a number of centers, Patrick Ewan, David Robinson in their heyday. And we never thought for a second that these guys could be too big to play in the NBA. Because those guys played for X amount of seasons. 10 plus seasons. And you didn't see much, if any, injury occur to them. Nor did you see them take any time off from playing basketball due to fatigue. In this day and age in the NBA, the fact that we're talking about players that are tired, fatigued, and cannot play the next game of basketball is ridiculous to me. What buff, what buffoonery do we do we have to listen to, to to understand that these guys should be in the best shape possible to play an 82 game season, which is what they're supposed to do. It's what we're paying you to do. But yet you cannot make it past the fifth game of the season. Now, of course, injuries will occur. I understand that 100%. And if you're playing sports that is highly competitive, these are some of the things that will happen. However, would I invest that much money in a person that can only give you two-thirds of the season? He just missed the entire season last year due to injury. Now there's a possibility he could miss up to 30 games because of the injuries that he's taken on. And I'm not just talking about Zion. I'm looking at Kawhi Leonard. Because he is the founder of load management. I can remember a time where he twisted his ankle. And his ankle was so bad, allegedly, that he couldn't play another game of basketball. And so 
Greg Popovich, the coach at the time for the Spurs, decided to just put him on load management. Told him that he told everybody to a, to a degree. He didn't really tell anybody, but I guess the message was sent that he cannot play, that he may not be well enough to play, due in large part because of fatigue. That was linked to the injury he suffered at that point in time with his ankle. Then it went from his ankle to his knee and from his knee to other things, his back, whatever the case may be. Kawhi Leonard may not be as big as a Zion Williamson, but it seems as though his body takes on the same rigor as Zion Williamson to the degree where they cannot heal fast enough. They cannot get they cannot get enough rest. They cannot get enough prescription drugs to do what's necessary to get these guys ready to play basketball. And thus, they cannot play an 82-game season, and he may not be able to play a 62-game season. My question to those that listen to this podcast and follow basketball is simple. What qualifies a player to be worth that much money if he can't not play the entire season? It's troubling to me when you have to spend so much money to keep a guy on your team with the potential, with the thought that maybe this would be his year to play more than just 60 games. Of course, they want to see everybody play 82 games. That may not necessarily be the case. But it's still the mere fact that if you're investing this much money in a Kawhi Leonard and a Zion Williamson, that there should be no excuses. You should be healthy enough, well enough, to play enough games and not just miss games due to load management. To miss some games because you're so tired after taking on the abuse of playing basketball. That's what this is calling for. This is what you have to do. This is your job. This is your job. Why spend that much money in a guy that cannot perform on the job? I can tell you right now. And anybody else can co-sign this. Let me go to my job. And as simple as my job may be in comparison to the NBA, say something to the effect of, I cannot perform because my ankle is bothering me. I cannot perform because for the work you want me to do, I cannot stand or sit long enough for this ankle to constantly nag me where I got to go and do something about it. I need to take some time off. I may need load management to heal, to rest. To be able to be more productive when the time comes for me to be productive. In most cases, they will give you the option either to take in a personal day or vacation day, or you can just flat out quit if you cannot handle the workload. It's that simple. And for the NBA to come out with an idea that better helps these players to at least rest at a time where they may need them the most is ridiculous. The commissioner himself came out and said that we may have to shorten the season by about 60 games, 60 games. This is a schedule that I can, as far as I can remember, has always been 82 games. And we're talking past 30 years. And now all of a sudden we got to shorten the season because there's some players that just can't take it. They cannot survive. They cannot produce. They cannot be well enough, healthy enough to play an 82-game season. Then guess what? Maybe the NBA is just not for you. Maybe we're fooling ourselves. Maybe you're fooling yourself. Maybe you feel as though if you're going to play basketball, there should be stipulations behind what it is that you can do when your body just cannot respond 
There's conditions there set in place for a person like myself where I can still earn over $100 million and only play half the season. There was a reason why there was such a gripe about Kyrie Irving playing half the season last year because he didn't want to get vaccinated. And, and, the, and the Nets, they, they, they supported that. They decided, hey, listen, we'll take half of you as opposed to none of you. Well, what's the message you're trying to send to the NBA? What is the message you're trying to send to players for the future? That all it takes is just somebody to, to not have the best of health or to turn around and decide what it is they want to do for their own health by not getting vaccinated and you too can get paid at least half of what your contract is. That makes absolutely no sense to me. And it really doesn't make sense how these teams allow this to happen. And I'm not here to knock or discount Kyrie Irving or Kawhi Leonard or Zion Williamson or anybody else that's going through such strife. It's the point that knowing that you're going to play in the NBA, they want you to play as many games as possible. People will get injured. People may not be healthy enough to stick around for 82 games. That's a given. But if you're under the age of 30 and you're struggling right now just to play 82 games, more or less 62 games in a season, there's a huge problem going on in the NBA. We can't overlook that, and we shouldn't. Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, should find ways to make sure, if, if, if anything, if you can't shorten the season, at least get these players to, to play in the best of conditions. There should be a stipulation that during the offseason, you should be working out 60 days in that period to get yourself better, uh, better rested or refreshed or prepared for a long season. There's got to be something that can be done so that we don't sit around watching these guys collect the check because they just don't feel like playing today. Today just isn't my day. I just, I just don't feel it today. Excuse you. The consumer's paying top dollar to watch you play. And then you get into the arena and you're not even on the bench. <laughs> so, so what exactly are we supposed to do in these situations? Well, we want to support our team. We want to support our players. And the players just don't want to show up. It's a big problem. If it isn't a big problem by now, it will be in the near future. There's no reason in my mind that if you're going to play basketball, they should only play half the season or a third of the season because of load management, because you're anticipating the fact that you're not going to be well enough, you're not going to be healthy enough, you're not going to be vibrant enough to go out there and scrap long enough, put up 20 minutes in a game or 25 minutes in a game to get you guys some time to win. You're already, you're already defeated. You're already telling us you don't want to play. You're already telling us it's not about the team. It's more about me. I, I, for the life of me, I can't understand why I'm, I'm looking five, six games to the season. Half these guys are just not even playing. Some without any legitimate reason as to why the personal matters. Personal situation. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So something personal happened, and now you're not even going to suit up. You're not even going to make the arena. You're not even going to tell anybody you're going to play. It's, it's, it's of the moment. So sudden. You don't even realize it. You don't even plan for it. They're just not there. Load management is going to be the biggest detriment to the NBA. Who's to say how much money they'll lose? But it's just the fact that when you go to an arena to watch a basketball game and a team gets blown out by 20 because there's certain players that are not playing, 
you have to question the integrity of the organization and thus further question the integrity of the NBA if you're allowing these guys to just miss time due to just load management. So says the commission. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. There's other players out there that are suffering. And look at LeBron James. Look at Russell Westbrook. I look at these guys for the Lakers, and they're struggling to win games. But if there's one thing I can respect about LeBron, he's been in the league 20 years. And very rarely would you see him miss time, regardless of the season. But you see it more so now because he took on an injury a few years ago that keeps him from being at 100%. And he plays hard, not that others don't, but you could tell with LeBron, he is dying to win. He's destined to win for his team. And even when the team falls apart or comes up short, he takes it on the chin and comes back the next game to play. And this guy's probably in the worst of health. He looks great. He looks chiseled. But that's not to say that he's ready to play a full game, 30 minutes or more basketball. It's a struggle. It's got to be a struggle for somebody who's been in the league for 20 years. Who's been to the finals? Who's been to the playoffs so many times? You have to think he's played at least 5,000 games from the from preseason to postseason. At least 5,000 games, probably more than that. If anyone deserves load management, it should be LeBron because of that. People like Kawhi Leonard and Zion Williamson, it makes you question if they're just not suitable, capable, physical enough for the sport of basketball. But see, when you bless somebody with so much money, it makes it that much harder for these players to just walk away from the sport. And rightfully so. We're getting paid over hundreds of millions of dollars to play basketball. Even if I could just play for half the season. There's a lot of owners. There's a lot of general managers. People within the organization say, okay, we'll take it. It's best to have half of you than none of you. It's best to have half of a Kyrie Irving than no Kyrie Irving at all. And look what happened with the Nets anyway. They get swept in the first round of playoffs. The point I'm making is this. It's just best that if these guys cannot perform, let them go. If there's a reason why they cannot be well on their team, let them go. The rumor is out there about Westbrook being with the Lakers because he's putting up zero for for 11. He can't score a point. Well, let him go. Okay. If you're going to let him go, then let Zion go. Let Kawhi go. Let Kyrie go. Let other guys go. Let other people that are halfway playing in the NBA go. Because what you don't want is that negativity to bring you down. You don't want that destruct that that, that distraction in the locker room to bring down the team. As much as you may support your brethren in basketball, and in spite of what uh, experiences and, 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 and what talent, athleticism they may have. It's the fact that if you can't win with them, it's best that you try to win without them. Let them go. Let them perhaps finish the season. Don't pay them a dime. Get yourself healthy. Get yourself right. Come back next season. Come back in the summer. Let's evaluate you again. If you feel as though you could take on the first 10 games of the season, then maybe we'll have a spot for you on the bench. Maybe. But action needs to be done. Because if there's one thing the consumer's tired of seeing, are people just missing games because they just don't feel up to it. I just don't feel up to it, coach. I'm not in the best of shape. You're not? 
after missing a full season of basketball, you're still not in good shape. You know what? Maybe you don't need to be in the NBA. And I, I'm just keeping it real. There's people in the NFL that don't need to play in the NFL for similar reasons. If you're not well enough, if you're not in that game shape to play, what's the point of you being on a 53-man 50, roster? They can find somebody else to replace you. And rightfully so, we're trying to win a championship. And this team may be ready for a championship, but your main man just can't do it. It's time to make changes. It's time to change rules in the NBA. It's time to tighten up that uh, that condition of if you can play or not. So that these teams really have a fighting chance to put better talent out there that could win games for you. So says the commission. That's all I got about basketball for now. I don't know what else to say. It's just painful to just watch these games and not see key guys available to win these games. They know they should be winning. But hey, this is where we are in 2022 when it comes to NBA. Maybe we just have to grin and bear it. Who knows? But for the time being, let's try to suck it up and see what it is we could do to root our team if our players not ready to play shout out to all those guys are scrapping i know i know you guys out there doing work i've seen the games i've seen you guys play shout out to the knicks the knicks are looking hot i don't give the knicks enough credit because usually they stink but lately i've seen them winning games i think they've only lost two games thus far which is awesome i think we're six or seven games to the season that's big time shout out to them i want to shout out Brittany Griner and her family they're going through a very tumultuous time they cannot get an appeal so that this woman can get out of Russia those that know the story about Brittany Griner by now she takes hashish oil into Russia and doesn't even realize it's packed in her bag and then she tries to leave with the same package and then they catch her at the at the terminal of the, air, of the um, airport and so now she's doing time in prison. Right now, nine years she's been sentenced to for possession of cannabis oil, hashish oil. And whether she knew of this or not is the biggest question in the world. Maybe she didn't know she packed it and just didn't realize that because of strict rules in Russia that you can't necessarily leave with something like that in your possession. Maybe you came in with it but you can't, you can't leave with it, too. You know, ignorance is bliss. It's just the fact that for where she is right now, for everything that she's tried to do to get out of the situation, it's just not looking good. And whether it's all her fault or not, it's still the fact that for what she's suffering right now, it may not necessarily be something that she needs to take on. What I mean by that is the punishment doesn't fit the crime. It wasn't like she was dealing hashish oil it wasn't like she was selling to somebody she just forgot it was within her possession she forgot it was in her bag and i have to believe this is the situation she didn't know the rules in russia and now she's suffering for it she's paying for it for nine years in prison that's political that has nothing to do with britney at all it's a statement to us the united states of america to say hey listen you should know better to send somebody in here with that stuff we have to make an example of her to send a message to everybody else that we're the ones in control. And what can you do? So to the family of Brittany Griner, stay stay strong, keep your head up. I'm sure something will work out for her, 
eventually, hopefully sooner than later. So says the commission. You've been listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I want to thank those that have been listening to this point. It means that much to me. I will do it all again next week, fellas and ladies. I hope that you guys have a great weekend. It means that much to me. With that being said, I'm going to say peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Happy Halloween. And I'm out.